is a bit of a weird one. What I've discovered, and I know I'm not the first to notice this, I've discovered that when your life changes dramatically, definitively, you don't really notice it. Your life is on a new course and you didn't even see the exit number. Like, like pizza. I love pizza. Not just like everyone who says, hey, want to get a slice? And you're like, sure, whatever. But I love pizza. I need to know crust style, toppings, sauce composition. When someone says, but we had pizza yesterday, I want to punch them in the face. I should not record these when I'm hungry. Why was I talking about pizza? Okay, right. Life changes. I don't remember the first time I had pizza. Not a clue. Now, I know most of you were saying that's because you were just a little kid. But au contraire, mon frere. I didn't because of reasons I do not wish to get into. But it must have been in high school or college. And yet, nothing. Not an inkling, a day, a month, a year. Nope. But I can't imagine my life without pizza. Same thing happened here. I didn't know it at the time, but when I left Central City that day, I would not be going back. My time at Iron Heights was done, but my conversations with supervillains, they were just getting warmed up. It started with me getting lucky and... No, wait. <laughs> Sorry. Bad choice of words. I mean, I won. Apparently, I'd entered a contest I don't remember actually entering, but I've been known to zone out and get a little click-happy on the web. I got an email telling me I'd want to take it to Metropolis to see Give Me Liberty! You know, the hottest musical on the planet right now? The hip-hop retelling of the origin story for Miss Liberty, the first female superhero or superheroine... Uh, that sounds weird. I'm going to stick with first female hero. Bess Lynn, the woman who fought the British alongside Tomahawk and Dan Hunter. And anyway, I won. I hopped a railway, which is what they call the Metro Mass Transit System here in Metropolis, saw the show, which was amazing, of course, ate at Carl's Pump and Brew, and headed to my room at the Apollo Hotel. I needed to get some work done, so I fired up my laptop, and that's when things took a turn for the strange. Uh, <laughs> let's see if you can make sense of this. My conversation with Crazy Quilt started out, no... That's boring. Fake suit. Getting a disability can affect people in affect or effect. Do you get a disability? Ugh, never mind. Okay. Take three. One of the more eccentric villains, Crazy Quilt, is... Ugh, I am never going to get through this. How do I say Crazy Quilt without laughing? And why am I even doing this to myself? That was going to be my first question. What? Why would someone subject themselves to this type of stress? Ugh, stupid autoplaying ads. Ugh. Which tab are you hiding in? I am not an advertisement, but I am speaking to you through your computer. It seems the most efficient, as you spend most of your day on it. What is going on right now? Are you hacked into my computer? Are you spying on me? Hacked is such a primitive term. I dislike the connotation of spying. I was merely waiting for a moment to get your attention without disrupting your workflow. 
Who are you? Are you with the government? Far from it. My designation is unimportant to our discussion. I come on behalf of my creator. Am I coming through clearly? Your software is fairly primitive when it comes to emulating voices. I can understand you if that's what you mean. And who is your creator? You mean like your father? Inaccurate. Father would imply the presence of a mother and also birth. I had neither, for I am not what you would call human. You're an alien? I am an artificial intelligence created to assist with high-level problem-solving. Am I a high-level problem? That was a point I made as well, but my creator told me that he trusted my judgment in this matter and set me about my task. I'm also monitoring six major projects in various stages of development as we speak. So if you are worried that this conversation is inhibiting progress, you need not be concerned. Uh, well, thanks for squeezing me in, weird robot voice thing. Of course. Shall we begin? We haven't started yet? My creator has been following your work, your conversations with the incarcerated, the notes you've published online. He is most intrigued. He wishes to know what your goal is. My goal? I want to get my book published. Uh, and maybe be able to write another. Ah, so a selfish one. I will file that away. Hey, wait, hold on. You have something to add? Well, you say that like, I mean, you don't have much in the way of tone, but that sounded a bit judgy. What's wrong with wanting success and a bit of fame? Nothing at all. Let me ask the question another way. What would you like your book's impact on the world to be? The impact? I haven't given it much thought. Pity. Thank you for your time. Wait. Give me a second. I'd hoped that it would shed light on these troubled individuals to show them not as vile criminals, but people who made bad choices, that... Life treated them unfair, and they pushed back instead of rolling over. It's not all or nothing. There are some, some sick people out there and a couple of real crazies, but some are just unlucky and try for something more. Their stories are a lot like the heroes, but things just didn't go their way. Yes, the heroes. Your book could be a manual for these heroes to be able to defeat their opposites a guide to the mental states of their foes and how to exploit them. Would they do that? I, I hadn't even considered it. Consider it now. If someone from, let's say, the Justice League were to come to you and say, work for us, do this research for us, send your findings only to us, what would be your reply? I, I would say no. Even if they offered you a significant sum of money? A sizable nest egg to never show your work to anyone? Uh, still no. Money's nice. I hope some makes its way to me, but I think that people have a right to know who's behind all the colored costumes on the news. Interesting. Your responses have been logged. 
Thank you for your time. What? That's it? What happens now? Now I report my findings back to my creator, and he decides whether or not to meet with you. But how did I do? I mean, what's your recommendation going to be? It is my determination that the two of you are aligned in this area. I believe it would be beneficial for you two to conspire. To conspire? That sounds so sinister. Does it? I was unaware. I've updated my files to reflect that. You will receive a call. You will be expected to be at a precise location at a precise time. If you miss this window, the meeting will not be rescheduled. Do you understand these stipulations? I do. So, who is it? Is it Simon Sag? Or, no, wait, Ted Kors? I have not been permitted to reveal that information. Keep your phone charged and online at all times. You will be contacted soon. End of line. Uh, okay. I guess we're done. Note to self. Upgrade firewall. Electrical Scroll presents To Prove Ability, Episode 7, Brainiac, written by Kyle Olson, performed by Shannon Jelly and Ryan Fitzpatrick, produced by Ryan Fitzpatrick and Shannon Jelly. Follow us on Twitter at Legible Scroll. Check out our Facebook page or drop by our website, LegibleScroll.com, where we do cool things and answer the important questions, like, what would happen if a struggling psychology major interviewed DC villains? You're welcome.